0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how food allergies are portrayed in the media. So I'm going to be talking about like some scenes and movies, um, in television shows, you know, movies I've seen growing up. Uh, how they've impacted my allergy journey, you know, my opinions on how the media portrays food allergies and like just things of that sort. So I'm really excited to talk about this because this is something that I've seen so many people in the allergy community talk about on social media and how different public figures or different tv shows and movies and films have portrayed food allergies and their opinions on it and so i kind of wanted to share my opinions with you all on it and just talk about it a little bit more but before i get into today's topic you guys know i got to talk about what's been going on Before I get right into the what's been going on update, I want to tell you guys that if you are not subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast already, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure that you rate and review the podcast. Hopefully it is five stars and keep on sharing the podcast with people, you know, and people you don't know. So what's been going on with me? Well, I recently just got my diploma in the mail earlier this week, which just makes graduating college just a thousand times more real. Um, It's really just insane, like, looking at it on our mantle, and I'm just like, wow, like, I'm done with college, with undergrad. Like, it's just it's just crazy. It's insane. You know, I don't even know which thing is more insane, the fact that I'm officially a college graduate, or the fact that we are literally halfway through 2021. Um, I'd probably say the fact that I'm out of college is probably the thing that's more insane. But both are still kind of hard for me to grapple on to be just quite honest, because I just feel like 2021 just started. And it's crazy that 2021 is almost over, which means I'll be another year older this year. And I'm just like, ooh, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> um, It's really crazy. But What else has happened to me recently? Hmm. Oh yeah, my dog. She had a doctor's appointment um, yesterday. I'm recording this on Sunday to get like all her vaccinations since she was due to get some of them done, and that went really well. So that was pretty good. It was really weird because when I was talking with her vet, they had said something about I guess when it comes to getting her nails trimmed that there was like a note on her account of them saying that when it comes to her nail trim she gets a little bit kind of like antsy which is something that i've not really heard of i've almost had her for five years she's almost five years old and i've not heard that like ever and then it was really weird because of the fact that when she got them done yesterday she got a nail trim yesterday and they said that she was fine and that she didn't really make a fuss at all, really. That she was just panting because she was probably a little nervous. Not nervous, I guess more so. A little bit anxious. But besides that, like everything was fine. So that kind of threw me off yesterday. I was like, what the heck? Like that doesn't even sound like my dog at all. But um, what else has been going on with me? Oh, yeah. I can't believe I forgot about this. I've literally been glued to the couch watching some of the olympic trials because of the olympics starting next month which is very weird i don't know i just find it just very weird that things are just like kind of going back to like this pre-pandemic type of of an atmosphere And I don't know, especially things that I've been reading in terms of how the conditions are in Japan in terms of like COVID and everything and them being like in a state of emergency and the IOC basically saying, well, we don't care. It's still going to happen. Kind of just just throws me off just a little bit. But I have been watching the Olympic trials. I've been watching um, women's gymnastics and I watched a little bit of the men's gymnastics. And that's been really interesting seeing, especially for women's gymnastics, It's just been really interesting seeing, like, Simone doing her thing and then, like, seeing Suni Lee, like, literally come for her. Like, it's just so interesting seeing, like, how Simone has changed the face of gymnastics, bringing, like, that power to gymnastics. And that's something that I've talked about with other people. Like, I kind of associate it with being, like, how Venus and Serena, like, they kind of changed tennis in terms of making it where other people that were competing against them if they wanted to be able to kind of be at their level they had to you know incorporate strength training and not really be more so of those uh tennis players that are just stick thin and don't have really any upper body strength and things like that so I think that's kind of what Simone has been bringing to USA Gymnastics lately for the women and also it's really interesting seeing like the difference between men's gymnastics and women's gymnastics um, if you're not familiar with them like they're just totally different like I was looking at the men's floor exercises and it's just so weird seeing them just do flips in all four corners of the floor and there's literally no music And it's all about their upper body strength and them being on the floor and them doing tricks and and then doing the pommel horse and all of these other different events that are just very different from each other. And it's so interesting looking at the men do the gymnastics routines and them waiting for their scores and just seeing the difference in scores when it comes to the women. Like when you see a guy get super excited about getting a 12 point something And then you see the women getting like 14s and 15s in a apparatus that's very similar to how the women do it. It's just it's just kind of interesting. So that's basically what I've been watching and kind of following a little bit of the Olympic coverage. Not really as hardcore as I normally do, because normally when it's Olympics time, I'm like, okay, let me tune into my sports. Let me watch swimming. Let me watch gymnastics. Let me watch this. Let me watch that. But what I will say going into this Olympics, I'm really excited to see softball at the Olympics. Olympics and that I think that's going to be really cool especially because some of the people who played college softball are on the USA softball team and that are on the Olympic team for the USA so it's really interesting I'm excited to see Rachel Garcia play I'm excited to see so many other you know softball players I've been watching for years play against like other countries I think that's just going to be so interesting to see especially because like past olympics and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but i don't remember seeing softball in previous summer olympics so i'm very excited especially because there's so many other countries that play softball and play it well so we will just see what happens but that has been what's been going on with me and just kind of give you guys an update on what i've been up to and what's been going on in my life a little bit but with that being said i can get right into my foodie legs So right now as I'm doing this podcast episode I'm actually sipping on some liquid chlorophyll which has been something that I have been drinking a lot of lately and no it's not because of TikTok. I actually found out about uh, liquid chlorophyll. found out about it from Instagram but then someone in my family kind of came to me and was talking to me about all of the different like benefits from it and how they think that it would really be good for me to try. So, um me and my mom we've been drinking liquid chlorophyll and it's been really good. I feel like literally the Hulk or like green giant because literally everything is turning green. And when I say everything, I mean everything. It's been really good. I mean, I don't really know how to like describe the taste of it but what I will say is that after we ran out the first time of us having chlorophyll um, we could not find chlorophyll for a very long time because apparently it went viral on TikTok and everyone was like hey let's just buy all the liquid chlorophyll so it was very hard to find it for a very long time and then we were able to finally get some more because I kept looking at Amazon like a stalker and was like literally stalking the chlorophyll page because there's like this specific brand that we get. We get the brand um, Now Foods because of their chlorophyll being highly concentrated and there not being like too many like ingredients in them and they're like really good ingredients as well. So you don't have to really take too much at a time where when I was Chlorophyll shopping, and I was looking at other different brands. Um, I just saw a lot of differences that I didn't expect. Like, a lot of them are more higher in calories, a lot of them have a lot of salt in them. Um, it's just kind of crazy, like, looking between all of the different brands of liquid chlorophyll out there and seeing like the vast differences between all of them. And so, if you're gonna try liquid chlorophyll, also look into it and look at the benefits and look at you know just different things to know going in before trying it. Um, This is not medical advice this is just me talking about my experience with chlorophyll but I've really have seen such a difference. I feel like my skin has gotten a lot clearer even though I don't really struggle with acne like that anyway but I feel like I have like more of like a glow to my skin. Um, I feel like I This is TMI, but I use the bathroom a lot more regularly. I just see a lot of really good positive changes. I feel like it does a really good job at cleansing everything in my body. It's also really good for helping with not only detoxing your body, but also with helping you if you have bad breath. But yeah, I highly recommend looking into it for sure if you're interested and kind of seeing what all like the hype is about but I definitely recommend it it's really good I hope me saying this does not kick me in the butt and make everybody just like go on Amazon and buy all of it by the time that we need to like do a restock of it but yeah I do highly recommend that so I guess that's like one of my foodie likes but I'm kind of sipping on it throughout like recording this whole episode so I was like hey it's a food I might as well talk about it but anyway, um, let me go into my like official foodie likes, I guess I could say. So the first foodie like I want to talk to you all about is from this brand called Cool Hoss, and it's their dairy free cookie dough. Like they have like this mini cup. I came across this at Whole Foods. Who surprised? Not me. And they have um, they come like in like a really, really small. And when I say really, really small and mini, I really mean really, really small and mini. And it comes like with like a wooden, well, it's not wooden, but it's like this little like spoon thing that you can like take off the lid and like use to eat the ice cream with it. And it kinda like reminds me to when I was like in grade school and I would go on like field trips and they would have like the little bluebell ice cream and like kids would like have like the wooden spoon that's like attached to the lid and then they'd take it off and then they'd eat it. I don't know if I'm just aging myself right now, but hopefully I'm not the only person that remembers that from their childhood. But anyway, um I really have been liking the ice cream because first of all, I'm a big fan of cookie dough ice cream and so when I kind of did the change of not really having dairy in my life like that anymore that was something that I really missed Um, it wasn't my favorite flavor of ice cream but it was probably one of my top three for sure but I really like this one because it has you know the bits of cookie dough batter in it there's also cookie dough pieces in it and then there's also chocolate flakes in it because it's just it's just really like heaven in a cup honestly it's like a lot of cookie dough and the really cool thing about it because normally when it comes to like cookie dough ice cream it's usually like vanilla ice cream with like cookie dough pieces in it and it threw me off the first time I tried it I tried it and I was like oh like where's like the dairy-free vanilla ice cream but like the actual ice cream is like the batter of like cookie dough so it's like you have the cookie dough batter and then you have the cookie dough pieces and then there's the chocolate flakes in it so it's just like it's just delicious all around and I like that I really like like the size of it they probably make like bigger sizes of it but I really just like the small size because by the time that I'm done like it satisfies like if I had like a sweet tooth in the moment like it really does a really good job of satisfying that so I highly recommend if you want some type of a dessert but you don't really want like too much of it like you just want to like pace yourself I highly recommend like looking at this brand because I really just love the mini cups and it's just it's just what you might need in that moment because I don't know if it's just me but I'm not really especially lately have been super crazy over ice cream and so if I do want ice cream like I don't want a lot like I don't want like a Ben and Jerry's type of pint you know what I'm saying so something that's like small something that's really good and delicious and it's something that obviously I can eat. so highly highly, highly recommend trying out that ice cream because it is just so good. Another one my foodie likes is also from Whole Foods, but it is Whole Foods' brand and they have these like meals that they have at Whole Foods and I only really know about it because my mom brought it home one day and I was like, what the heck is this? but <laughs> it's they have like these like meals that you can get and they're pretty good deals because you get a lot of food at once and so it can serve for like four to six people like depending on like portions and things like that but we have been really loving the general so's vegan chicken meal so what it'll come with is like obviously the vegan chicken and it'll have like a sauce and they'll have like bell peppers and onions not really crazy over the bell peppers so I usually just like pick those off but really you know they have a good flavor so I know obviously that's probably why like people cook with them but I just don't like eating them I've just never really been a fan of them so I usually pick those off on any type of dish that they're on just because I don't really like them like for food styling purposes I understand and like makes a dish look super pretty and colorful but like no I don't like eating them and then um it comes with like brown rice and then like the brown rice has like scallions on top of it so highly recommend it it's really good and then they also like the meal you get that and then it comes with like a salad and it's like a decent sized salad so if you're trying to find like things to have for like dinner or for lunch or whatever, highly recommend going to Whole Foods and checking out their meal section, whether you are vegetarian or pescatarian or vegan. This meal is specifically vegan. Um, I know that they have like different meals if you eat like meat. Um, so there's like a lot of different variety depending on which Whole Foods and what they have in stock at that particular time but I highly recommend looking at their meals because their meals are like A1, I'm not gonna even lie. I like their like ready to go meal section or going to like that bar that they have where they have like all the different salads and things like that. Obviously I look at labels, obviously I ask all the questions I need to, but definitely recommend checking those out. But those are all of my foodie likes and I guess without further ado, let's get right into the allergy news. before i get into the allergy news i kind of just want to remind you guys if you do not follow the oh my allergies podcast on instagram make sure you follow us on our instagram page which is at oh my allergies but today's allergy news is all about a uh, popular egg product that was just recalled. Now, if you are in the plant-based community, if you are in the food allergy community, then you are very familiar with the brand Just Egg. Um, if you are not familiar with Just Egg, basically Just Egg, it is a brand that is made from plants, but it's supposed to be an egg replacer if you have like an egg allergy or if you are vegan, plant-based, things of that sort. So basically, Cuisine Solutions, which I'm assuming is their parent company, they have declared that they are recalling it's just egg bites. Uh, They have these egg bites called sous sous vide. They're plant egg bites from, like I said, the brand Just Egg. They normally don't contain any dairy. But there is a limited number of the two pouch packages that have an incorrect sealed pouch that is containing whole egg and milk products. And that's according to a recall notice that was posted by the U.S. FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration. So more than 80,600 boxes were distributed nationwide and people with allergies or sensitivities to eggs or milk who unknowingly consume, you know, this product could potentially experience a serious or life-threatening allergic reaction. And this is from the US FDA. And thankfully, the US FDA are saying that only one incorrect pouch has been identified at the time, but there has been no adverse reactions reported. But the parent company's Cuisine Solutions says that they are working with their retail and distribution partners to be able to pull any of the products that are impacted from the marketplace and that if consumers currently have this you know in the refrigerator the freezers that they can return them for a full refund for any incorrect packaging that contains the incorrect product to the retailer where they purchased it so definitely if you have just egg in your refrigerator then you're definitely gonna want to check it out because of more than 80,000 boxes of this product being recalled because of undeclared allergens and it's interesting because there's so many Recalls that are happening lately with products when it comes to undeclared allergens being found in these products that are supposed to be known as not having these allergens in them in the first place. So it really just kind of makes me question why is this continually happening and how is this happening? Because for these companies to say, like, oh yeah, we're like egg free or dairy free or, you know, we're food allergen friendly and things of this sort. And it's like, okay, but if that's true, then like, why are these things happening? Now, I know mistakes can happen, but we all know when it comes to allergies, it's kind of like a do or die situation, you know, it can really escalate very, very quickly and you think you're doing yourself a good thing when you're looking at labels and you are thinking, oh, like everything's going to be fine. It's going to be safe. But then you eat something, and you still have a reaction. And you're like, wait, like this product is not supposed to contain peanuts or OK, well, this product is not supposed to contain dairy. Like I'm so confused as to why I'm having an allergic reaction from a product that clearly says that it's dairy free or there's no dairy in it or they call out what dairy products are not in it. So. This is just one of those things that is just just very, very frustrating. And if you have food allergies, specifically ones to eggs and milk, then you definitely, definitely understand, because those are things that are found in so many different products. And so to find out that something that you considered safe isn't really safe by accident it's just really, it's really disheartening to be completely honest. But that is the allergy news. Um, I don't know if I said where it's from, but the allergy news article for this week is coming from Eat This, Not That. And as always, we will have the allergy news article discussed in today's episode in the show notes. So definitely take a look at the show notes and find the allergy news article there. Also, there's also resources. Also, you can find our social media handles on there and just more information about the episode and the things that were talked about in the this episode. But with that being said, you know, now that I'm done with the allergy news, we can get right into today's topic, which is all about how the media represents food allergies. So uh, today I want to talk about something that is heavily discussed within the allergy community and it's how food allergies are portrayed in the media. Now, as a person who just recently graduated with a degree in communications, which is still kind of crazy to say, um, I'm definitely aware of how the media can shape how people perceive the things of the world, whether it's subtle or, you know, not so subtle. And we've talked about multiple communication theories within multiple of my communication classes. So whether that's agenda setting theory, uh, social judgment theory, um, what's another one? a cultivation theory you know things of that sort and i'll go a little into each of these theories since i mentioned them because i don't want to be that person that just mentions all these theories and kind of leaves you all to fill in the blanks Uh, but agenda setting theory, it's all about how the media strongly influences and shapes people's thoughts and the priorities they develop. So um, a good example of this is if there is a specific health problem that is receiving a lot of attention in the media, then people may start to believe through association that the health problem is an important one. And when it comes to social judgment theory, uh, that refers to people responding to communication with either having a latitude of acceptance, a rejection, or non-commitment. So depending on you know, how important an issue is to them, uh, people can be influenced along um, a certain type of latitude. And then when it comes to cultivation theory, that's all about the television being a primary source of information. So what people see on TV, it cultivates a distorted view of reality and it builds social norms that are exaggerated. So that's like a little explanation of all the different theories that I just named so you guys can you know stay with me. But reflecting on these communication theories that I've learned about in college, I can definitely see some some of these theories coming into play when it comes to how the media affects a non-allergic person's outlook on allergies and food allergies and something that comes to mind initially and I think that when you think of food allergies you automatically think of this scene and it's a scene from the movie Hitch. Now I will say overall Hitch is a favorite movie in my house i'm not gonna lie about that you know it's a hilarious movie overall but there is um one scene in the movie that is uh it's a little triggering if you have food allergies but if you're not familiar with the movie, um, in the movie, uh, there's a character named Hitch who's played by Will Smith. He eats something that um, he's allergic to and then he starts to have an allergic reaction. So his face swells up. You know, he is really just out of it and is disoriented. And, you know, it's just a really bad situation to see being played out in a movie. But then he goes to a convenience store, I think. Yeah, I think it's a convenience store and he is literally tearing up an aisle trying to get Benadryl and rather than making sure that he's getting the correct dosage that he's supposed to, he just starts chugging and I mean chugging an entire bottle of Benadryl. So instead of going to you know like the emergency room or trying to get some sort of medical attention he just walks home with his you know date and love interest in the movie uh, Eva Mendez while drinking out of the Benadryl bottle with a sippy straw. For those of you who are listening that don't have allergies I just want to say that this scene is far from being realistic and it does not mimic how a person with allergies would react in this type of a scenario. You know, as someone who has experienced an allergic reaction, especially one that's anaphylactic, seeing something like this is just really not funny. And scenes like this in movies makes me think like how could the writers in these writing rooms like how do they view people with food allergies or just allergies in general so there's like a few questions that come to mind when I see movies like this you know I think of Do they think allergies are something that are trivial or do they think they're not severe? Do they think people know the actual extent of having an allergy? You know, do people think that people with allergies are crazy or do they think they're simply overreacting? You know, I would just love to know from a non allergic person's perspective of like how they perceive food allergies. You know, what do they know about food allergies and how much of what they know is actually the real, honest truth? And how much of it is just a bunch of baloney, to be quite honest. Um, there's another movie that I remember that there was an allergic reaction scene. And to be honest, this was a movie that kind of just opened my mind to this paranoia when it comes to my food allergies And it's the movie Monster-in-Law. If you've never seen the movie before, Jane Fonda's character, she's mother-in-law and she's trying to derail her son's marriage to a woman that has a serious nut allergy. So in one scene, Jane Fonda's character, she mashes up nuts and she laces a gravy boat with them, hoping that that will get rid of her unwanted daughter-in-law. So after seeing this scene, I was just like, oh my gosh, Like, I'm just not gonna tell anyone about my food allergies because someone I know and trust will probably try to use it against me. And I wish that I was lying about this, but I'm not. This is something I've talked about on multiple episodes about seeing this scene. And whether I've had people on the podcast and have told them about this scene kind of really triggering me or me just talking about it with you guys on solo episodes, but for the longest time, I didn't tell any of my friends and their families when I would go over to their house because I was afraid that... If I got in an argument with a friend or if I wasn't friends with the person anymore down the line, down the road, they would try to use it against me and try to mess with my food or something. And it's just so bad how much paranoia just from seeing that that caused me. But this is just a prime example of the influence that media representation has on people when it comes to seeing food allergies being portrayed. And, you know, as I think about shows that I Grew up watching i remembered that there was an episode of that's So raven it was a show on disney channel and at this time of my life i wasn't diagnosed with any food allergies at that point just environmental allergies from what i remember but there was an episode of that's So raven where she ate mushrooms and she shortly found out that she was allergic to them and so they showed like her face blowing up on the show her face swelling up her hands swelling up and in elementary school i Had no idea what a food allergy was. I had no idea the symptoms that were associated with them, nearly not even the severity of them as well. I don't really remember exactly how I reacted to the episode and specifically that scene, but I'm not going to lie. I probably thought it was funny at the time. But now, as a person that has food allergies and talking with people that I know that have those allergies as well, you know, now I realize that the show was either intentionally or unintentionally equating having an allergic reaction as something that is comical, something that is funny, something that is a joke, and that's not even close to being okay. And so I went online for the sake of this podcast episode just to see if I could find some other misrepresentations of allergic reactions in the media, and boy, did I find some. It's absolutely crazy, like crazy how many clips from shows or movies or whatever that I found so I found one episode from friends which I totally had no idea about and I thought I had seen all the episodes but maybe I might have just missed this episode or something I don't know but I looked at it and I just found way too many problems with it so I'll go over the scene with you and kind of talk through some of the problems that I personally had with it and maybe I'm just crazy but um, I'll just go through them so the first problem that I had was that Ross okay so I'll set the scene up first so Ross was sitting at a table with Joey and I think Chandler and then Monica was in the scene and he was eating um, a pie that Monica had made so the first problem that I had was that Ross started to make noises and there was instantly a laugh track that was playing as he was making the noises and i assume the noises were supposed to be because he felt some sort of a sensation with either like his tongue or with his throat the second problem i had was that his sister didn't remember that he was allergic to kiwi he thought that he was eating a key lime pie but apparently it was a kiwi lime pie and then uh, the third problem I had was that he told Monica that he was allergic to kiwi as a reminder to her while he was going through his allergic reaction and the first thing that came out of her mouth was like no you're not that sentence guys that sentence instantly made me think of the many times where people tried to act like they know more about my allergies than I do when they have zero allergies of their own and there were honestly just too many jokes that were made during that scene that just made me feel very uncomfortable. And then also, you know, Rossi didn't go to the emergency room to get an epinephrine or adrenaline shot. And so that whole clip, it's just very, very problematic Monica was trying to take him to the emergency room. He didn't want to go to the emergency room. He was like, you know what, I'm fine. I'm not going through an allergic reaction anymore. I'm fine. I don't want to go. And although like, yeah, there's some people who are like, yeah, I don't want to go. But like. You, when you're having an allergic reaction, honestly, you don't really have the choice to make a decision like that. Like you're going to go to the emergency room because if the people around you don't know what's going on, I feel like that's the best case scenario is to go to the emergency room. So I just thought the whole clip was just very problematic. And I honestly could not finish watching it because it was It was just that bad. So I did not even know that that episode even existed or specifically even that scene, but it was just really just horrifying and just really, I was just cringing throughout the whole thing. I was just like, oh my gosh, there's just so many problems with this scene. But I could honestly just go on and on and on and on and on about other television shows, other movies, comedy specials, Just don't even get me started on comedians because they are totally a different animal when it comes to misrepresentation of food allergies in the media. But I think that, you know, we have seen some progress when it comes to media representation of food allergies. Now, it is small. It's very small. But I think that since it is some progress that it should still be acknowledged so a good example that comes to mind is that there's a show that I watch on freeform it's called grownish and i'm not going to lie it's not one of my favorite shows but every time a new season comes out i watch it so i don't even know what that means um they have me hooked so i guess that's a good thing from their end but i think that like when i watch the show and i think this is probably one of the reasons why it's not my favorite show or even one of my favorite shows Is because I think the main character, Zoe, is just high-key annoying. I just think she's, like, very annoying. But I like the supporting character, so that's the reason why I watch. I don't watch it for the main character. I watch it for, like, all the people that are friends. And there is actually a couple episodes where the main storyline, nor not even the secondary storyline, was about Zoe. And I actually enjoyed those episodes and I didn't even miss her presence at all. And so I went on Twitter because I was like, maybe I'm just weird. Maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm just the only person who thinks she's like high key annoying. Found out, surprise, I'm not the only one who thought this. But anyway, sorry, I went on a tangent. But if you don't watch Grownish, it's actually a decent show. Minus Zoe and her annoyingness and her being undecided and not really making good choices and really just being selfish. Anyway, don't want to go on a tangent here, but there was a scene in an episode of Grown-ish. I ish I think it was like the first one, actually. All I know is that it was an episode from season one for sure. But he, but one of the characters in the show, his name is Aaron. He's like one of the main love interests in the show. And there is a scene when he's wearing a wristband because he has a nut allergy. And honestly, that was one of the first representations I saw of food allergies in the media where it was somewhat of a realistic representation because of how he told his friends. So like he told his new friends that he has a food allergy. And even though he was telling them, you could tell that he was kind of shying away a little bit when he said it, which is something that I feel like every person with food allergies has done like they feel uncomfortable telling their friends and family that they have them but they still have that necessary conversation that needs to be had and so I think that that's something that's very realistic but everything was like laid out in a way that was just very realistic and it was honestly it was honestly really great and I just didn't really have any complaints in that specific scene because like I said it was just very realistic another example is one of my favorite movies it's called The Game Plan it's a Disney movie if you have not watched it highly recommend it it's a movie that's like from like 2008 but it's still a good Disney gem highly recommend it i actually have it on DVD because it was just that good of a movie but i feel like they did like a pretty good job depicting a realistic allergy reaction with the scene with Madison Pettis who played Peyton Dwayne Johnson's daughter in the movie but now that I think of it, I think there were actually a couple of scenes in that movie that showcased allergic reactions. Like I know Dwayne Johnson's character, he had an allergic reaction to cinnamon and his tongue got swollen. I didn't really like the fact that his teammates were kind of making fun of him in that scene because of him talk the way that he was talking because of his tongue being swollen. But I felt like the scene with his daughter was actually like a pretty realistic one. So he was out with Madison Pettis' character, Peyton, um, and her dance teacher, they were out getting something to eat and she was eating something and she was having an allergic reaction. Now, didn't really agree with, at first, he thought that she was joking or trying to be a drama queen, stuff like that. Definitely didn't really agree with that, but he really didn't know what was going on either. But I will say that once he realized that his daughter was having an allergic reaction to nuts, because she didn't first of all, she didn't tell her dad that she was allergic to nuts. So a he didn't know. I wish that she would have told him because he probably would have reacted a lot differently if he knew. But what I will say is once he realized that she was allergic to nuts and she was having an allergic reaction, like he literally ran with his daughter in his arms in the middle of the streets and even across a bridge. Talk about the dedication to the emergency room so that she could get medical care for her allergic reaction. Like, if like I said if that's not dedication like I literally don't know what is and this scene like it also like really shows the importance of like telling people around you about your food allergies because like I said his character Dwayne Johnson's character Joe he had literally no idea that she had an allergy so this scene teaches I feel like a couple good lessons and like the seriousness of allergies so when Joe took her to the hospital and the nurses put Peyton on a stretcher and they looked in her mouth they said that her airways were almost completely closed which just shows how serious food allergies are and that all it takes is being exposed to your allergen or eating your allergen and literally your world could turn upside down within minutes and even seconds in some scenarios and then there's another example of a show that I watch on Netflix it's called hashtag black af it's from the creator of blackish but there is an episode in a season one I believe it was like the fourth episode there was a scene when the whole family they are out bowling at a bowling alley and the father he orders pepperoni pizza for the whole family and literally all the kids look at him when he puts the pizza down on the table and the dad actually in the series is Kenya Barris so the creator of Blackish, and so he's looking at his kids and his family like why are you all staring at me and then like the oldest daughter tells him that they can't eat that pizza. And then the kids kind of just go one by one saying their dietary restrictions like, oh, like I'm a vegetarian or oh, I'm gluten free. Or one's like, oh, like I have a dairy allergy that's anaphylactic, which you don't really see that representation on television. And so the mother says that she ordered a meal for everyone based on their dietary restrictions, which was just so great to see, especially because they are a black family and in the black community, you don't really hear... A lot of people talking about food allergies. So, to just not only see food allergies being talked about in a show starring a Black family, but showing a parent that was already prepared for when they were eating out with their family, it was just really so great to see. And most importantly, realistic because, you know, there's always going to be like at least one family member that might not be aware, but to also have another family member who is aware and like is fully prepared for that type of a situation really just made me feel good and it was really good to see like that type of representation on television even if it was on a streaming site. Netflix is very popular there's a lot of different shows that are popular on Netflix so to see like popular shows on Netflix show that food allergy representation and like show it in a way that's like realistic and like is a good positive reflection of food allergies i feel like it's just a really good move in the right direction and hopefully we will start to see like more and more realistic media representations when it comes to food allergies because honestly it is just so annoying how movies TV shows, comedy specials, things of that sort make fun of allergic disease because at the end of the day, it is a disease. It's a health condition that can be just very severe and end up in death due to anaphylaxis. And when media representations of allergic reactions have laugh tracks in the background or they are trying to make allergic reactions seem comical or they're downplaying the severity of anaphylaxis, therefore viewers may carry this attitude with them in all aspects of their life. And if they come across someone who has a food allergy or even any other type of allergy, they will think that they are a complete joke. You know, for example, there's absolutely no way in allergy land I would chug Benadryl or drink it with a straw instead of seeking medical attention or using an auto injector of some sort. Like if someone gave me a macadamia filled pie. I would not be cracking jokes on a comedic beat and have a laugh track behind my words laughing at me panicking during allergic reaction. Also if I had been intentionally poisoned with macadamia nuts before my wedding first of all I would lose my marbles for sure. So that person should either run and not walk away from me. And I just wouldn't talk to that person anymore. And that's just simple as that. And I feel like nowadays there are just so many more people who are sharing their experiences in the allergy world and are now more open to educating other people and sharing their experiences about being in an environment with allergies and food allergies. Like for an example, I know Chrissy Teigen, she had opened up about an allergic reaction that she had to eat in an orange. And I know Hilaria Baldwin, she opened up about her latest child having an allergic reaction, even though none of her other children have had allergies. And so there have been more and more regular people, along with public figures, speaking out about their own experiences, whether it be through their own personal experience or through a personal experience because of their kids. And they are now spotlighting the severity, the seriousness and the non-comical side that a lot of the media do not cover and the media doesn't cover you know the anxiety and stress that comes with having allergies that you know they don't cover the mental health issues one may have when it comes to their relationship with food because of their allergies they don't cover always having to have safe snacks with you having to read labels four plus times to make sure you don't miss anything and that's like a realistic part of the life of someone who has an allergy you know seeing someone's face blow up and everyone laughing at them is just very traumatizing and this in addition to any issues a person may be dealing with other aspects of their life you know whether it's with their family life with school with friends etc like that's a lot on somebody's plate and I think that more and more people are realizing that kids aren't the only ones with food allergies and that adults can develop them later in life as well and that not everyone grows out of their allergies, which is a whole nother tangent that I can go on. If you know someone who has had an allergic reaction, then you're probably aware of how severe it is and you probably don't consider it a laughing matter because you know firsthand that it's not and you have empathy towards people who have food allergies. Although I think TV and movies, you know, are getting better when it comes to correctly representing allergies, I do think that there is still like a long way to go for sure. But hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode and were able to relate with a lot of the things that I mentioned when it comes to how food allergies and allergies are represented in the media. If you guys want me to talk more about this, then be sure to send us over a message on the Oh My Allergies Instagram page, which is at Oh My Allergies. Also, if you guys want to share your stories or you want to be able to ask questions that you want to be in on the podcast you can shoot us over a message on the Oh My Allergies Instagram page which is at Oh My Allergies because we would love to hear you all's input be able to hear you all's feedback and we would just really love to know what you guys want to hear on the podcast but like I said if you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to rate the show Hopefully it is five stars. Also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps with us being able to grow our audience more. Also make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and people you don't know. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye guys.